Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 207. I'm your host, Brian. Joining me this evening, Mad Cat. Hello, hello. And the dumbass himself. Coming to you from high above you. High above us, huh? Or maybe just high. Or just high. (laughs) Well, you know, without the rest of our our Colorado listeners, I I suppose somebody's got to be high. (laughs) I should say Colorado hosts. I don't know if the listeners are high when they listen to it or not. I hope so. I imagine they have to be, right? <laughs> you would think, right? <laughs> how, how else are we enjoyable? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. At all. <laughs> well, how's everybody doing? Yeah. Pretty good. Good. Doing okay. All right. Demis, if you could turn your mic up just a hair, I think it'd be... Let me have a look. I think that Skype responds to my clicks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it sounded okay there. I was holding it a little closer. I'm just uh, I'm opening up the thing to you know, probably with the new uh, they probably do with new new update to Skype. It probably changed all changed your settings. settings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was scared when Skype updated today. I saw it. Even the Linux one updated. <clears throat> it's not always good. Not always good. No, no, it's not always good at all. <laughs> In fact, usually it really makes me mad because <laughs> every time it does that, it does something to my. To my headphones and my my uh, speaker here. So yeah, this time it behaved. I just don't know what's going on. Hey, well, I assume that Ian's still selling a book. Probably. What was the name of it? Probably. Um, <laughs> it's something about. Um, it's about dragons, but, and it's about uh, dragons growing up. Um, and dancing, dancing to dancing to the music. Right. Um. Yeah. On yeah. the street. On the That's street, it. yeah, yes. yeah, yes. So, so buy Ian's book about dragons, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dancing on the street. <laughs> All right. Well, do we have anything else going yeah. on? Oh, that sounds good. That's it, that's it. I'm just holding it closer, basically, okay. as the settings are taking too long to load up. But we can just continue doing this. Yep, that's fine. It, this this seems to work. We can hear you, so that's what's important. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I, so I, I don't have much going on. I tried to make Pondicasu failure, total failure, and apparently that it's a Brazilian uh, cheesy bread that is made with tapioca flour. So I have to try again. But the recipe that I tried I, was not good; didn't work. So it used tapioca flour for cheese, oh, to make the bread. And, to make the bread, uh, ah, yeah, I see. And it doesn't have a leavener in it, and so it has eggs, and the eggs I think are supposed to what are it's supposed to give it its fluffy texture. Oh, and it's 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 so it's, did, it's a little weird. So did it get all hard? I, it just wasn't right. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to try again. We'll see what happens. Hey, but I made chicken wrapped bacon. That turned out great. Chicken wrapped bacon or bacon wrapped chicken? Yeah, that. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. I, I said that earlier, too. How, how are you going to wrap the bacon with the chicken? But I bet I, bet I could do it. Hey, couldn't do it. <laughs> all you'd have to do is take the chicken, chop it up in, in uh, spring-like ribbons, and... You know, wrap it up with the with the bacon, and you've got yourself a little lattice bacon, chicken, whatever. Oh, that, that's an interesting way to do it. Yeah, I've so I think I would flatten it out, right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. and then cut my strips. But yeah, yeah, we could do yeah. that. Make a lattice. Yeah, that would work. And then you'd make a lattice, and then when it's fully cooked, then maybe you could put some dip or something in it, and you know, just use it as a dipping bowl with it being part of the dipper. There we go. I. Yeah. But what I actually did was take chicken and wrap it with bacon, and then I put it in the sous vide and cooked it, and then I finished it off in a and my and with the blowtorch. Um, no food is really done until you've taken a blowtorch. Yeah, 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 you always need to. I mean, that's really a man thing. You got to blowtorch something. <laughs> you have to burn it, it. It's probably the only man card I have. <laughs> what? Someone stole your man card? Yeah, I, I had to give him up. Oh, because I'm a beta cuck. Metrosexual beta cuck, remember? <laughs> I see. <laughs> I think that we pretty well established that you know the the things that 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 are considered manly, none of, none of the people on this podcast come close to, except for you, Mad Cat. You you come very close. <laughs> I know. I've been told that very many times. <laughs> I even have a friend who um, he he's uh, what you call it again? Um, Dan. People are going to give me trouble for not even remembering words, but. Um, he transitioned to male and he said that I was, uh, one of his 
major influences on figuring out um, what exactly he was going through because I'm so masculine yet I'm also feminine and I'm nowhere near a man that it helped them figure it out. Hmm. So, <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, you have the best beard. I mean, let's be honest. Mm, no. No. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not even down in other places. Sorry. All right. Are you guys ready to move on? Yes. What time is it, Mad Cat? Yes. Ah, yes. It is Ian and Dumbass's masturbation moment brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. I know it sounds exciting this last time. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. You know, we are the um, most popular podcast on Dumbass Media Empire, I think. How many podcasts oh, do you have now? I <laughs> How many podcasts? I don't know. That that might not. That not even might not be remotely true. Is the skeptic side of conspiracy still in the dumbass mini empire? Um, you know, I haven't checked in with uh, Mike Bowler in a little while. I assume so. Oh, okay. Well, then he's probably bigger than we. People like him, (laughs) and they should. (laughs) But we're the proudest members, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what I have for you today, uh, actually, so I started with the TED Talk, and the name of the TED Talk is the clitoral awakening and this is uh is it louisa lorenz lorenz uh, i'm probably saying that wrong she i think she's german um because they make reference to yeah and um this was it was it was an interesting talk because and and i learned quite a bit from it actually um because i i guess i i didn't really know what the clitoris looked like and that's kind of where she started her talk because she thought that, you know, she was, you know, she was this liberal feminist and she thought that she understood sex and she understood her body. And then she then but then she finds out that she had no idea what the clitoris looked like either. And I was looking for a picture of it. I, is, I think, is it in the article? Is it up here? It's not. It's well, not I, in I this article. I opened the article and there's, there's this, there's this big flesh-colored circle with the word clit written on it. Right, that's not it. That, that's not what the clit looks like. <laughs> that, that's not the clitoris? No, that's no. not. It's not. <laughs> um, but apparently, so it's a much bigger structure. So, And I think we've talked about this. We, we, I guess we've talked about it before that all we see about is that little, um, you know, almost a little nub. But it's as large as the penis, right? That this, this whole, this whole, this whole organ. And, uh, and it, it really kind of, really kind of makes sense. It makes sense as far as what, um, um, it, it covers, you know, what, what would be, I guess the male prostate and stuff like that. But I guess I've heard arguments against that as well. So I don't know. But so the, the article that I put in here, um, it says, you know, basically we all have a clitoris. So, so she's showing the, the, um, you know, basically the male part of the anatomy that be, that is also the same as, as the female anatomy that represents itself differently, right? Look slightly different in the way that it works and stuff like that. Let's see, Let's see if I can do this justice at all. But I mean, but basically she was very surprised and she was surprised that this wasn't being taught. And she's like, there's just no reason to, to not teach this stuff that, you know, we, we teach people about, you know, STIs. We teach people about, you know, contraception. We teach, you know, all, we teach all these things, but we don't, we don't actually teach the actual female anatomy. What, what, how big is the clit? Where, what, where does it extend to? And, and when you see it, it extends all the way down to the anus. Um, I, I wish in the picture was, it had kind of a three prong thing. Um, I'm saddened that it's not in here, but it was. She shows a picture in her TED talk, um, and I think so. I, I, maybe the article was a discussion with her. Anyway, so I, I it was. Um, I, I, re- I really recommend the the TED talk and her her passion about the the subject and was very good. And um, I guess I can I can read a few of these. Oh, no, it isn't laid out that way. Anyway, I was I, I was fascinated. I thought I thought it was very interesting, but really that the the TED talk and and her exploration and learning about it and how surprised she was about about not knowing what it looked like and and of course and she goes into you know how the you know she says that up until Freud we knew that the the um, vaginal orgasm was wasn't a thing and but but Freud you know kind of confused the issue I guess so he, she attacks Freud which is you know a lot of people do. <laughs> So 
he had a lot of very controversial ideas. Yeah. And I guess the clitoris, as you're saying, is mostly an internal organ. You, right. Uh, we just see like the surface, the like iceberg top, like five, ten percent or whatever. What led me to this was another TED Talk um, that I didn't put in here because um, I guess I can I can touch on it. Um, the woman who um, whose TED Talk I was watching first, she was talking about um, she she was talking about like clitoral. It was like it was a meditation thing that 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 this woman and their partner was doing, and, and something that somebody had showed her at a party. Um, the reason I didn't put it in here is because she actually has written a book. Um, I guess I could, let me get the, the, the name of the book is called Slow Sex and the author is Nicole Dedone, D-A-E-D-O-N-E. And so I'm going to listen to the book and come back to this because I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little bit dubious because when I Google her name, um, it's, it says people also searched and Deepak Chopra's on there right with her. (laughs) <laughs> so so and her stuff may be you know may be very good um but but the the association with Deepak Chopra was a was a bit of a turnoff for me um so I want so I want to read the book well maybe they're both supported by Oprah I mean like Oprah isn't completely into pseudoscience that's true uh, yeah, yeah well and here's the thing is that when she talks it doesn't sound like pseudoscience to me it sounds like they, they've hit on something that works right and mm-hmm. and it would just and and so I mean it they're 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 she she talked about how this person rubbed the upper left portion of her clitoris and was able to give her an ex- an experience that she had never had before. And I assume that there's more going on than just that. Um, but I wanted but I want to do a little bit more research and, and come back to it. Um, but it, but that's what also led me to this you know this other woman who is just basically talking about how we're not even teaching people what what's really going on in there. So that was interesting. All right. I didn't really follow you about that last part, but I, I guess you're going to look into it and we'll talk about it more. About the about the meditation orgasm thing with Nicole? Oh, yeah. oh that, that's what that was. Yeah, yeah, I'm All sorry. Right. I, I, I must have confused things. Yeah, so <laughs> what this woman led me to the other piece, right? Okay. And, and the piece that was more straightforward is the one that I put in here. Just basically this woman talked about how we're not really giving good information about women. Um, but this other, but the other woman, um, Nicole, and and she wrote the book Slow Sex. That's the one I'll come back to, and that's the meditation orgasm stuff. Right. Um, her TED talk is orgasm. The let's see, of course, going to autoplay here. Um, let's see, orgasm, the cure for hunger in the Western woman, and she she talks about it. This idea that she had this hunger that wasn't being satiated until she found this thing. So it it sounds. It's it sounds a little wooish, maybe, but on the other hand, it also sounded a little bit like it was just mindfulness types of things as well, which have been, I mean, shown to have some benefit, um, and and also just connecting with your partner types of things going on here as well. So okay, so that's why that's so, so I I don't want to really I I don't I I can't really critique it until I've read the book, and and maybe even then I still won't know. Uh, but anyway, so I'm going to read her book, see what I think. But here here this one is more fun though. Does masturbation really cause muscle loss? I would assume it caused muscle gain. <laughs> <laughs> like if you if you do it enough. <laughs> so maybe maybe tones those muscles real good. Here's the idea. The idea is that when you masturbate, you reduce your testosterone level. Um, but I don't think that that's necessarily true. And the article seems to indicate that that they did show a slight loss, but it was very but it was very but it was very little. Uh, a loss of, of testosterone from from masturbation, and but I'm not even sure. I mean, the problem with a lot of these types of studies is, I mean, uh, let's see. Um, it says one study showed um, that not ejaculating for seven days increased testosterone, and then it had a dip the following time, the, the following days, um, sometimes even lower than than normal levels. So, so I mean, but te- doesn't testosterone have a have a tendency to, to like? Go up and down throughout the day, anyway, and the, in the time that you test stuff might make a difference. Was there a control group? I don't know. See, that's the thing is that they don't they don't tell me squat about, about this. I, I I I it was a clickbait headline, and I clicked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I admit it. We is prepared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the there was an. The thing is, that sperm does not. Right, but the the idea is that when when they... you when you have an orgasm. 
And did it say masturbate specifically, or was it orgasm? Masturbation. What would be the difference between masturbation and having and having sex? Because I, I, because but th- this other one says that this person didn't, or these in this study didn't ejaculate for three weeks. And it it, it, it sounds to me kind of like just a uh, scientific uh, garnishing on the old theory of you know masturbation releasing some sort of vital fluid. And that's exactly what it sounds like, right? I mean, it's it, yeah. This idea that you, that if you that if you don't ejaculate that you're going to increase your testosterone, but it, I bet I, they don't give numbers. I bet you that it's within statistical norms, right? Average fluctuations for people. I, I mean, I, I would want to see them. I'd have to look them up even closer. And the end of the article, I mean, the the conclusion is um, that maybe you know in certain circumstances, but it depends, right? Let's see. Masturbation or ejaculation seems to have the least, uh, be the least of your concerns. So it's saying, oh, so even it's saying that it, that it's because uh, it tells you the more important is to have a healthy diet, regular exercise, no, ex- um, uh, have no existing nutritional def- um, deficiencies. Um, I guess oh, okay, so not sleeping well, stress, the, these kinds of it's so uh, there's other things that are, have way more effect on your testosterone than masturbation. Even even concluded by this article, by this clickbait article. Um I don't know what men's XP is, um but that's where this came from, but I just it was just it's just these kind this kind of nonsense. I mean really, come on. I don't I mean I just, it's uh, like I said if you if that age-old thing it's you know and a lot of people take it hard. Some people feel like if they consume their own sperm, uh, that uh, well, very few people, that, but there have been like notable recorded cases, I think, like for uh, uh, some sort of boxer or fighter or something. Eating their own sperm? Because, yeah, of, before, because for to, nutrition? To, to raise their energy before a match or something. Yeah, it's sympathetic magic, right? I mean, it's, it's exactly. not, yeah. It's... Eat the eggs, damn it. Well, exactly, right. My guess is... Not Wait, looking. that could have gone another way. <laughs> uh, my guess is that masturbation has very little effect on your actual testosterone level. I don't know how it could. I don't yeah. understand, considering the factor that sperm dies within a few days anyway. It, well, exactly. So, so why would that matter? Shouldn't. I saw. I saw another article when I was looking around that said, um, uh, "Is is masturbation exercise?" <laughs> Oh man, this is not really. Well, but there's a lot going on there. That you lose a certain amount of um, calories yeah. <laughs> doing it, so I don't know. I don't know. Not not a relevant amount anyway. No, and we know that the nutrition in it is is fairly small. But I mean, this whole I mean, controlling people with sex is really still a thing, and it's interesting that you know even an article like that, you know. That, I mean, in the end, the conclusion was we not in it, you know, but it says everything in moderation. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, if, if, if it's, it starts if, to hurt, stop. Right. But you look at that guy that that's in that picture. If that's what if that's what you get by by stopping orgasm and masturbating, if you get that body, I mean, it might be worth it. <laughs> no, I think it took a lot more than uh, than that to get that body. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> OK, self-taught rocket scientists. Oh, scientist says mad. Mike Hughes blasts off into California sky. Mm-hmm. What, what? What? What is going on here? This is, I thought. Didn't he already launch this thing? Uh, this article is apparently from March. I decided I thought it would be uh, something interesting to talk about. Apparently, as far as I can tell, I've been trying to read this to see what exactly it discovers. I guess this must be only a test rocket. I don't know. He's a he he's a flat earther. My my yeah. cues is, and I think that he, I think the rocket already launched. Yeah, yes, it did. He, okay. he launched a rocket. He, he did launch a rocket. I get the impression, like he didn't say that he'd come to any sort of conclusion about this. He did launch the rocket because he said that he would. Like uh, a lot of people apparently were doubting him, so he's like, "Yeah, I'll show them." And he like launched this rocket, and we, he he didn't say if he'd drawn any conclusions from that. So I'm wondering uh, whether, and I think there was some mention somewhere of planning another one or something so uh, this might have been just a test rocket so so they can go high enough in order to see the curvature of the earth yeah well i think that that's the idea he's trying to prove the earth is flat i think he got to two thousand feet (laughs) which which are there mountains in colorado higher than that (laughs) yeah 
But yeah, and, th- and he came down safely, right? So was he in the rocket when it launched? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, apparently he was injured. Okay. Not uh, too bad, I think. But in any case, uh, I mean, uh, one reason that I wanted to bring this up was, um, you know, like, uh, I don't think it's going to, like, ever go anywhere. Like, he's gonna, probably never going to make a, a rocket that'll bring him high enough in order to see what he wants to see. But I got to think to myself that, yeah, this, this is actually, you know, uh, kind of commendable in a way. He's like, I, I doubt the official line. I'm going to put uh, the effort into trying to figure it out myself. Sure. I mean, I guess, yeah. Um, I'm not sure that this is the only way to do it. There's other mathematical measurements that make, I think. But they but they try to dispute all of those. But planes fly at, what, 35,000 feet? 35, what, what does an average plane fly at? Yeah, don't ask yeah. me. <clears throat> Maybe it's only 30. Elevator music while we look. Yeah, exactly. Why planes fly at 35,000 feet? So he's never he's never going to be able to get this high as a plane. But I don't, but how high, I mean, here's the thing is that how high do you have to get to, to, to prove whether the Earth is flat or not? I'm a little bit wondering why he doesn't uh, launch uh, one of those uh, weather balloons with a camera attached to it. Or right. does he suspect that uh, somebody like, from NASA is going to be up there and fiddle with the camera. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, there is a uh, there is a a YouTube um, of the rocket going up and the landing from and in. But I, I mean, it, it wasn't up there very long. Um, so I suppose that the world is still flat. But yeah, they took him away on a stretcher. So apparently he wasn't. Now, but, one question that has been uh, going through my mind: uh, he apparently he believed that the Earth is frisbee shaped, and uh, I'm. Just uh, thinking to myself, okay, um, how would you be able to distinguish if you saw something frisbee-shaped versus a globe? I, I guess if you moved around to the side of it, you'd be able to tell. But from straight on, would there, would there be any like anything way to tell yeah. that you're looking at a frisbee instead of a globe? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, and that—that's the thing is that so they're they're saying that the, that it's flat, so it has no curvature, right? But how high up do you have to get to see the walls of ice? You know, I mean, why why wouldn't you just tra- travel to the wall of ice? Good question. Um, and then I guess, and even if he did get high enough, could he ever possibly get high enough for to to convince himself that it was round? I mean, it's just, I think the weather balloon's a better idea because you'd have much more time to look at the horizon and everything, right? With the rocket, you go up and you start falling. Yeah, I think what you'd want to do is you'd want to stay up for long enough. <clears throat> In order to see the the continents move, maybe like one continent uh, start coming into view and uh, move a little bit into frame. So, wouldn't a small plane be a way to, better way to do this than a rocket? Uh, maybe I don't know. He wants to do a balloon rocket next. Well, I mean, okay. a raccoon, he calls it. I mean that that might be the better yeah, way to do it because it, because it, they have those weather balloons that that well, that if they've taken people up to the stratosphere, right? Um, you know, Red Bull did that to do that helo jump. Mm-hmm. To to me, that seems like that would be a far better way, far more energy efficient way to do that. It seems like a rocket is a very into it. I mean, if you want to build a rocket, build a rocket. I don't have, that's, that, I don't have an issue with that. Um, but it just doesn't seem like the best way to do the test that he. But I would want to build the rocket. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've definitely got to give him props. It's a really cool thing to do to have built a rocket and like ridden it. You know. For any reason. Yeah, that, that I mean, that part of it is cool. And the fact that he was it successfully did it, I mean, that is awesome. Mm-hmm. Here, hold my here. It's, it's, just, his, <laughs> it's yeah. just his motivation that's, you know, suspect. <laughs> here, hold my beer. All right. NASA Renaissance Orbiter spots break in the Muppet. Beaker the Muppet. Oh, Beaker the Muppet. Yoshi and Cookie Monster on Mars. Okay. <laughs> what? Is, is this... Is this Oh, it's just pareidolia stuff. It's just uh, it's just stuff. Yeah. That you okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. I bring back, uh, of course, the famous um, uh, face on Mars. Uh, from, oh, I see. Was that like the seventies at some point? Yeah, I think that's true. That was um, what was the name of the space Viking? Was it the Viking spacecraft that took that picture? Could be. In any case, yeah. There's some images here, shapes that they found uh, in the surface of Mars. And the one beaker is basically beaker is just like basically three circular shapes in nose and eyes formation, but and kind of a wobbly outline around them, which uh, looks vaguely like beaker's head. It's it it could have looked like a lot of other things too. <laughs> yeah, 
I'm, I'm not I'm not as impressed by this, these pareidolias as uh, some other examples of pareidolia I've seen, but it's, it's definitely cute that people have been uh, looking at these and uh, figuring out what they can see, the shape they can see in that. So the original face... Yeah. But the original face on Mars was from Viking 1 in 1996. 1976. 1976. Not 1976. Let's see. And yeah, so that's that's where it kind of started. The one that uh, really impresses me from before is when they found uh, the face of Pluto on Pluto. (laughs) (laughs) Is Pluto back to being a planet? I heard that it was back to being a planet and then not. Then I think that I think the was it the Planetary Society? They made their decision about about you know about it being a planet. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It it's a classification. It doesn't make it any less impressive. It but it just changes it, its status a little bit because you know of, of certain features. I, I I kind of I kind of don't. It's not that big you a know, deal. <laughs> well, I've said it before. They could they could just like uh, solve the whole thing. Just say all right. Well, we're, we'll call Pluto an honorary planet. Yeah, okay, and that would be okay. I would be okay with that. But I understand also why they, they, they I mean, you kind of need some rules as far as the what's a planet, right? And they came up with three basic things that, you know, it had to be um, round enough to be, you know, the heliostatic sphere to, it need, did it need to have a moon? Was that one of the things that was required? I forget what they all were. And But the one thing that, that Pluto has not done is cleared its orbit. There's lots of particle and debris, in its, and so if it ever does clear it, then it can be a planet again. But it's got some work to do. <laughs> All right, well, it's going to roll up its sleeves in. And, <laughs> and dig it'll in. Show you one, it. one day, it'll show you. <laughs> it'll climb that corporate ladder. I, I know. I, people get so upset about this, but whether it's a planet or a planetoid, it, scientifically, it's still the same place. It's still the same thing that we want to see, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't care what they call it. It's still really, really cool. And in fact, you know, after um, after that, the space probe went past that we learned so much. It's even more fascinating, and there's even less. We we find out how much how much more things we don't know about it. Uh, it's a, it, it's still a cool body, you know, planetary body, whether or not it's um, whether whether it's a planet or not. It, it's just a classification. I don't know. I, I'm just not bothered. I understand why they need classifications for things, right? And but but if we if we get bogged down by the classification as opposed to the science, we we're not doing ourselves any favor. Just do the science. Yeah, that isn't part of the science. The classification. It is, but and the classification is necessary. Pluto hasn't cleared its orbit. That's a fact. And if that's one of the things for for being a planet, then it, you know it hasn't done it. Then it's not one. Yeah, right. But it doesn't make it less cool. That's the thing that that just boggles me i mean well there's a planet or a planetoid it's still cool <laughs> i think and i think this um this is a quality uh in america a lot probably the reason why you haven't uh switched from fahrenheit to celsius you just uh you guys are tend to get stuck in your ways i think is like uh this is the way we've always done it you know like uh, i'm i'm used to pluto being a planet how dare you tell me it's not Right, but the accuracy of Fahrenheit is better than Celsius. The space between degrees is is um, is smaller, so you so you can get a finer measurement with Fahrenheit than you can Celsius. So there are reasons okay, that, that Fahrenheit might, that we might want to keep Fahrenheit, um, but the reason we haven't gone to the metric system, who knows? That's what's stupid. <laughs> yes, but everyone thinks that everyone in Canada always has to say they're sorry no matter what, and actually, <laughs> uh, what's his name? Change that by actually saying to uh, Kevin Trudeau told our, to, told Trump to where to stick it. Well, he also told um, oh, what was that? Great, I really know my know my bit about uh, my country as it is, but uh, there was <laughs> um, he didn't say sorry to um, the other country who called Canada down for some reason. Oh, you're talking? Are you talking about Saudi Arabia? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They you shouldn't he back didn't down. Say to sorry to them. In fact, he said, "I'm not going to say. I'm not going to apologize." <laughs> Listen, um, if if anybody needs to apologize for the relationship with Saudi Arabia, it's the U.S. There, there's a human rights disaster over there, and because of oil, they're our friend. <laughs> I mean, it's just. I mean, this. I mean, it's just. I mean, they they, they cut the heads off of people still. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, you know. <laughs> You don't have to yeah. apologize. In my book, <laughs> right? 
you don't have to apologize to Trump. You don't have to apologize. Nope. No apology this time. Yep. It was such a mild original message to get so upset over. It it was not like, didn't even come out and uh, harshly condemn them or anything. It was just, we urge you to do this. Here's what I don't want is, is, is Kevin Trudeau needs to keep his cool when dealing with Trump because the last time they had they had an interaction over the whole trade deficit thing because Trump was wrong and Justin Trudeau, Trudeau knew it right but Trump was you know was was sitting standing there lying and it didn't and it didn't matter whether whether it was true or not Kevin Trudeau it, it did pretty good about keeping his um keeping his cool but he really wanted to defend Canada and I get it but you can't but you can't let Trump get <laughs> And, so I and, want to verify. Which do you think is his first name, Kevin or Justin? Justin. Oh, I'm I'm Justin? I'm saying. Oh, you know what? I you, I need you, to apologize. No, 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 no. Okay, I'm sorry. You know, do you guys? Okay, Kevin Trudeau is a quack from the U.S. Who who saw? Yeah, yeah I'm sorry, Justin Trudeau. <laughs> my bad. I am sorry. I'm confusing him with a very bad man. <laughs> hey, look, cuz we got the American to say sorry. <laughs> Yeah, but it doesn't count because I'm a beta cuck. Oh well. <laughs> get Trump to say you're sorry, then then you'll have it. Then you'll have something. Oh God, you'd never get him to say that. No, that no, I I would never want to confuse Justin Trudeau, the upstanding man, with Kevin Trudeau, the sleaze bag. <laughs> A sleaze bag that my mom tried to tell me. Oh, but he does. Uh, my mom was a follower. <laughs> Just a second, guys. My wife has to use the blender, so I'm going to turn my mic off. All right. She's plugging it in. Now. She's hitting the button. All right. She's done. All right. <clears throat> wow, that was fast. She's very efficient, but she didn't apologize. <sighs> nope. I said I'm going to do this. <laughs> no, no, no. She was very polite. She came and said what she was going to do so that she wouldn't interrupt the recording. That was very cool. <laughs> oh yeah, she said next time she'll use the whip. <laughs> All right, Doctor Warn, Doctor Doctors warn women against putting wasp nests in their vaginas, and this has got to be directly yeah. in response to, to you know to the whole Goop article about putting wasp nests in your vagina. <laughs> and I think, we, I, I think, yeah, I think we we covered we that before, and. Uh, <laughs> Not not sure if, uh, if when we covered it there was any doctor speaking out against against it, but uh, there was yeah, one definitely. Not even doctors. Don't put weird. Doctor Soyce, it's Doctor Soyce. Don't Sois. put weird stuff in your vaginas. I think. Soyce. Yes. Soyce. I I I saw I I watched a top ten things you're saying wrong, and apparently Doctor Seuss is Doctor Soyce. Really? Yeah. He called himself Doctor Soyce anyway. <laughs> Nobody else does. Nobody else. That's why I'm saying his name is Seuss. Oh, that's fine. No, it's fine. Because because who's Doctor Seuss? We know who Doctor Seuss is. Um, now, uh, gynecologist Doctor Jean Gunter is warning women not to to get s- uh, sucked into the new trends after branding after branding. It's dangerous. Uh, the practice is using dying agents to tender the vagina. So she, so they're saying, just, I mean, it was it was just such a stupid bad idea from the beginning. I mean, <laughs> the idea of putting a wasp net anywhere. I mean, um. I, I feel like a lot of our podcasts, a lot of our uh, episodes, have been devoted to telling women don't put strange stuff up your vagina. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> yeah. I don't know where these people come from, really. <laughs> I, but we but we I, need more doctors telling to I mean I mean goop goop should stop I mean really that that sh- I, I there's very few times that I want to shut stuff down but I really think that much of what they're what they do is dangerous to women's health um maybe not much I mean I don't know maybe maybe it's only a, a couple of, I mean most of it's nonsense but there's some stuff on there that is actually dangerous. The vagina steaming is dangerous. The wasp nests are dangerous. The um the jade um the jade stones yeah, the are jade dangerous. Eggs. The jade yeah. eggs are dangerous. Um, <laughs> anytime Goop says to do something to the vagina, you should probably think twice. <laughs> I think so. Man, 
But yeah, I just thought, okay, at least at least there's somebody, there's some doctors come out and saying, don't do it. Um, another doctor, I think at the time, did say it, but I think this, I'm hoping this is another doctor. I guess I, I need to figure out if it's the same doctor. Uh, but the son, I got that, I got for that, oh no, that's from the New York Post. Oh, the original publisher was the son of this article. They re, they republished. Um, yeah, but Ed, some, they're selling this stuff on Etsy now as well. This says that the products reported is is crushed into a paste. Oh, this is even different than than the goop thing. This is crushed into a paste and applied topically uh, with one one listed on Etsy, which has now been removed, claiming it can improve a woman's sex life. So this I don't know this this one a step past what even what uh, goop was recommending. Um, they've also been advertising it, that it helps heal some sort of cut. Um, Oh, the cut from uh, from when they oh yeah yeah episiotomy cut yeah right um yeah this is this is yeah something yeah. just really makes me glad that I never had one. Can, can we stick <laughs> to fingers, lubes, and dildos? I mean, come on, is that you not know, enough? I bet, I bet you could pretty much sell any concept of stuff to put on or in uh, your body. Just you know, like um, match together some strawberries, bananas, and some custard, make a mask for your vagina, whatever. <laughs> it'll, it'll help improve your blood flow and sex life, and I bet you can sell that. Oh, man. That sounds bad, too, because there's a lot of sugars in there. <laughs> you don't want to do that, dumbass. Don't even... <laughs> I'm just saying you could. I'm just saying you could. <laughs> ah, all right. <laughs> We got a couple of science articles in here, and this one, I so I, I put this in here, and I haven't read through it as thoroughly as I would like, but um, there, you know, that these Ebola outbreaks are scary, aren't they? And you know, the last time we had Ebola outbreaks, um, they kind of, I mean, the, the U.S. kind of went nuts because we had a couple of doctors come back, you know, that that were still infected, and you know, we, we were, you know, going crazy about quarantines and stuff, like that. and and maybe they should be quarantined for a certain amount of time. Back, I don't know. I mean, it's certainly a discussion we should have. Um, this article is from Science Magazine. Congo's new Ebola outbreak is hitting healthcare workers hard. And um, the, the statistic that they gave here is that um, nine of the 51 cases of Ebola um, have been people caring for the ill. So people who went to help and, and care for the ill are getting infected. And that's always the case, but um, that does seem like a high number being 19%. Um, so that... That is pretty high. I certainly now really knowing what they're going. I into. guess it's I guess it's seventeen percent, seventeen point six. But that's a pretty right. high number. I mean, I, <laughs> if the, if you have a seventeen percent chance of a of contracting the disease that you're going to help fight, boy, you you might think twice, huh? That that's pretty scary. Um, they're concerned um, about the region that is hitting because it's a region that hadn't hit it before, and they didn't seem to be very well aware of, of Ebola. Um, so this is a Democratic Republic of the Congo, DRC. Um, this is the 10th outbreak that they've had um, in the DRC uh, since 1976. Uh, so, yeah, so it's it could be pretty serious. They're concerned about, about it spreading to some healthy regions. Yeah, so scary stuff. Ebola is scary. Ebola is kind of terrifying, yeah. Yeah. It's something that's too fast and too encompassing. Yeah. It's it yeah, that's the thing is so fast. It's it's amazing that, that some that it kills the victim it kills the person so quick. But no, I guess it's not so quick that it can't spread. Yeah. But it's fast enough that it can go from one to the other within um, yeah, but this is interesting. Updates. Officials move to use vaccines against new Ebola outbreaks. So they are still working on some vaccines. So that's good. And it's specifically, you know, about, um, you know, it, they're looking at the DRC. So, yeah, scary stuff. Yep. British Columbia cause, uh, cause cancellation of what? Cancellation of a triathlon. Oh, triathlon. And this is for air, air quality? Air quality, yeah. The British Columbia has had some wildfires. It started while uh, my husband and I were actually away in uh, the Banff area. We were in Banff and uh, going to go up to Jasper. But uh, at that point in time, BC started having wildfires and we couldn't go because we have asthma. Mm, yeah. Uh, so we couldn't go camping. 
and um, it's been getting pretty bad. Yesterday we had a here we had a uh, count of uh, fifteen for the air quality index. Is that in, so? What is what is? Uh, well, go ahead. Dumbass. I think we we're going to ask the same question. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is that index? The index is. Uh, let me find exactly where it is because I never remember exactly um, how to explain it. So air quality between it's, seven well, and well, eight. What's the what's the scale? The scale. Uh, usually, you're going between one and ten. Oh. And is hitting um, a fifteen? It's hitting a fifteen. Yesterday, it hit fifteen in the morning. So it says that they were monitoring. Um, healthcare professionals were monitoring the uh, following protocols: air quality. Below seven would allow the race to continue. Yeah. Air quality and between seven and eight and means that, that the race would be shortened or delayed, and an air quality of nine or more um, meant that meant that it would be delayed or canceled. Yeah. So, but it doesn't tell me the scale, and, and you're saying it's a one to ten scale, and they hit a fifteen. Well, it's it's more than one to ten. Actually. Okay. Okay. It's more than one to ten, but usually you don't get much further than ten. I mean, it's not not something that is a regular thing. Um, <clears throat> but, I mean, this has gotten up to like a 15 and even a couple of years ago when um, Fort McMurray was, uh, when there was fire at Fort McMurray, even at that point of time, the, the air quality had not gotten that high. But at this point of time, the air quality has gotten to 15 yesterday and came down. Hmm, wow, Probably so. some interesting biology there in like uh, how well the human body can uh, uh, perform when exposed to those kinds of conditions, and you know uh, people who uh, participate in, in very adverse conditions are, can be putting their life at risk. Yes, they can be, and um, if you stick in that smoke or are constantly in that smoke, especially if you are once again young or old or have asthma yeah you have a difficult time with it because it it can put you in the hospital it can kill you oh yeah absolutely but, boy these yeah. pictures from the from some of this from the haze in the air and everything yeah mm-hmm. I, and we and it, we've got a it's horrible like, we've got a whole a bunch of horrible wildfires and we've got ones uh, colorado had, had a bunch of them um, i don't know i don't know if they're under control california had a bunch of them um i mean wyoming's usually got a few uh <laughs> I mean, it, it seems like there's a lot burning now. I don't know if Texas has any. I think Texas has a few too, don't we? There's, well, there's some apparently in, uh, I don't know if it's Texas really. Oh, yeah, Texas has got a few wildfires. Okay, there's. Uh, I assume they're all a, a message from the Lord that he doesn't like homosexuality? Uh, I think that kind of goes without saying. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we we had yeah. Harvey. To, we we had Harvey because of it. Now we've got wildfires. So. Yeah, and uh, Trump is blaming it, uh, blaming our. He's he's blaming the the California wildfires on tim, timber yeah, the from California wildfires yeah. on the, uh, the timber um, from Canada. Timber. Yeah. I, I, the, the, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know all the details, but how crazy is that to blame Canada for our inability to manage our our forests? Don't know. No, no. It's just when I read that, I was just what? U- U.S. Because president stuff was not cleaned out underneath what? Yeah. So <laughs> if uh, it's not cleaned out underneath your your bushes, it's nothing to do with Canada. Well, what is he? Is he implying <laughs> that because we're buying buying timber from Canada and we're and we're not using our own timber that we have overgrowth? <laughs> I mean, that's bullshit. That's because probably, yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably probably but that's crazy because usually timber that we that we cut down at least anymore is grown specifically for the purpose. You know, we don't necessarily want people going into and, and we stop people from going in, in into forests and stuff like that. But we have to trim and manage our own fucking forests, whether whether we're selling the whether selling the lumber or not. We cannot. I mean, we can't go blaming Canada for for a problem that we can solve on our own, right? Well, apparently, he is. It's just it's just. Blame uh, his he oh it, his thing is to just blame somebody else right just blame somebody else whoever it is for for something blame right? someone else and get everyone else to go oh well gee you know that whatever and make them just you know pitchforks yeah I don't I don't know I think that's I, definitely that's a crazy. pitchfork one well take your pitchforks go into your woods and stuff and right. use them 
but, he, but here's the thing that I mean, if he's implying that that we're not <clears throat> that we're not managing our own lumber because we're buying it from Canada, and that, that but that's Canada's fault. Yeah. <laughs> no, that that's some that, that that's that's people. I mean, if we're not going to buy American lumber, the Forest Service needs to take care of the forest, right? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. I, it's frustrating. And if you don't want to buy our lumber, hey, sell it somewhere else. If you don't want to buy our lumber, come out, come down here and buy our beer. <laughs> uh, well, we have the better beer. I think that's what I'd say. And our whiskey's better, too. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Which whiskey? If you're not Canadian, you might not know it, but um, in Ontario, uh, uh, Doug Ford uh, is coming through on his uh, election promise to bring back Buck a Beer in Ontario. Buck a Beer? What kind of beer? <laughs> I mean, uh, I really talking, don't know, and I don't understand how this works. I mean, if we're talking past Blue Ribbon, <laughs> I'm not sure that I care, right? I mean, if it's that quality of beer, I'm not sure I want it for a buck. You, I might not drink it if it was free. Back beer, <laughs> the beer in Ontario um, used to be fifty to four fifty. Back in, uh, I'm not even myself. <laughs> Listen, uh, when I when I go to a brewery, you know, I'll pay I'll pay three five dollars for a beer. I'll pay as much as ten, depending on the beer, right? It, it depends on what you're getting. Yeah. Is I mean, it, so I mean this. So if you're getting a dollar beer, you, you're not getting a craft brew, right? Oh, that <laughs> that that would have been yeah, my parents' time. <laughs> you know, as long as I get the alcohol, I don't really care that much. <laughs> That's what you care. Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> you and I have different relationship with beer, apparently. I don't know. Do you drink beer very much, there, cuz? No, no, I, I don't. I, I don't like the taste of alcohol. Oh well, then. Um, <laughs> okay, no. Then it's a moot but, point but whether I, it's a I dollar. Drink it in order to get both. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Well, but if 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 that's how you feel about alcohol, mixed drinks are the way to go, right? Mai Tai, margaritas, um, that uh, I, I would uh, a Moscow Mule, right? Mixed drinks, you know, where where you almost can't taste the alcohol. Yeah, that's you. Although that weakens the. A shot, a shot is a shot, right? I mean, what, what, I think he means he yeah. drinks it more specifically, direct down instead of <laughs> in anything because All it right. makes him faster. So, would you do a shot of bourbon as opposed to a you know a, a drink, right? I mean, um, I find that if I if I take too long uh, to drink a drink, it really doesn't do much to me a lot of the time. It's probably that watered down Canadian liquor, maybe. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I like bourbon. We got good bourbon. Uh, I did pretty good on Jack Daniel before I stopped drinking altogether. Yeah, Jack's not. There's Jack's okay. Yeah. I'd rather have Maker's Mark if you're gonna go with your cheaper. All hey, right. If the guys were buying it for me, that was fine. I, that was all that mattered, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't have to worry about the paying of it. Come on. I was living in a dorm. I guess. I guess if if you don't like the taste of alcohol, maybe you should take it rectally. <laughs> that, that's probably a thing. I'd imagine, right? I think it, it is, is a thing. thing. Yeah, it is. A <laughs> thing. <laughs> and there's another thing that you shouldn't stick up your vagina. Okay. That's not a thing. I'm sure that's where you're having Jello. Uh, Jello. If that's not already a thing, I assume it's going to be a thing at some point. It, it is. People were soaking tampons in vodka. <laughs> it's a thing. Are, are we sure that's a thing or just something that news says is a thing? Like the, sometimes on the news they say, that, oh, teenagers are doing this, and it's like nobody's really doing it. That You know, that could be. But if you Google tampons in vodka, come, um, although inserting alcohol-soaked tampons could theoretically get someone drunk, it's risky business. Absorbing alcohol through mucous membranes and any part of the body um, involving the absorption allows, see, allows for alcohol to be absorbed directly into the blood system, leading to a more rapid intoxication. Oh, here, fact check from Snopes. Okay, maybe they're not. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Young women are inserting vodka-soaked tampons as a futurist way of getting drunk, and they say it's false. So maybe not. And even if, it, but it, I'm, I'm not so sure that it wouldn't work. Um, it's just you should not do it. <laughs> uh, five ways, five shocking ways kids try to get drunk: vodka-soaked tampons. Now, uh, wait, let's see. Okay, but they do bunk it. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know Have about Elmer's glue yet. Elmer's glue. Um, <laughs> the white paste. Glue. Yeah, yeah, you can sniff that. It's okay. It's not gonna hurt you. <laughs> People were saying that's the way to get glue too. Uh, I don't know. So apparently, though, the, the the women were not actually doing this, but it is. But it was on the Colbert Report, um, a clip from them. So maybe that's where it got started. That you know, think, that I maybe mean, I think Colbert made fun of that. Ah, it could be. It made fun of the idea that uh, people are actually doing that. I think I think Colbert actually made fun of the news media for reporting that. Here's a video called "Butt Drunk: The Vodka Tampon Song." <laughs> <laughs> Watch Ryan make that the ending theme for for this episode. It may have to be. It may just have to be. Let's see how we're doing. Oh, you didn't even catch the ending. I missed something. Hmm? I missed something there. Um, so Matt said he'd make it the ending scene. I, I, I know. I heard him. I heard him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Germany lacks plans in case of alien contact. I saw this, uh, of course, just before. I mean, we you know we we do such quality research on this show that, of course, we saw this weeks ago, right? Uh, <laughs> 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 it gets out of the bag. We're right on the top of the game. Uh, oh yeah, boy. Well, you know, haven't haven't you seen any movies? All uh, aliens are going to speak English, and they're going to uh, land at the White House lawn. I think it's okay that Germany doesn't have a plan, right? Because they're not going to go to Germany. They're going to come to the White House, obviously. Exactly. Where else would they go? Because that's exactly where Germany will send them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's probably true. Um, the article uh, it seems to indicate that that people are much more if if aliens were coming here that they would actually I mean that they. Um, that people would actually be interested in that. I think it would be interesting if they if they came, but if they did, I mean, they're going to be way. I mean, you got to figure they're going to be way technologically advanced compared to where we are now, too. And I think that that scares people a lot at the same time. You know, it, a lot of what would happen if an alien race decided to visit us at some point would depend highly depend on the circumstances involved. So that I, I think you know a formal plan on how to deal with an alien encounter uh, probably can only be of very limited usefulness. Well, it depends on the aliens, right? I mean, are they Russian aliens or are they American aliens? <laughs> or are they Mexican aliens? Or, or are they Roman aliens? Right, Romulans. exactly. Are they Romulans? <laughs> I mean, it, it is... Ooh, that'd be nasty. We judge every culture based on our own, right? So we assume... That that any culture coming to our planet wants to rape us for our resources and leave. They <laughs> might because, just want to eat it. I mean, it's kind of uh, the, it's the American. They way. want our water and our women, <laughs> and our sheep, maybe our gold. I assume that the, the U.S. military yeah. has plans in place if if there were to be an alien first contact, right? And Germany may Germany has a military. I bet somebody in their military has thought about this, even if they don't. Their public does a first contact strategy. Um, and it but, may not if if aliens are able to travel uh, far enough to visit. It may not be the case that uh, their military might have so vastly uh, outpaced ours. You know, it could be that they might not have like uh, force shields that'll deflect every single thing we could throw at them. Right? Sure. It, it could be that we're on more or less equal footing. That they just have a better drive than we do, you know, to, to get exactly. around the galaxy. Sure, and it, that you're exactly right. I mean... Or they're running away from Godzilla. <laughs> Space Godzilla! Mm-hmm. Sorry, that was the anime I watched a while ago. But Godzilla had been on Earth. The, uh, never mind. <laughs> you know, it, it is funny because I just had this conversation <clears throat> with one of my coworkers. If aliens... Con- it, it, so aliens would come to the planet... And the person that they chose to study was Stan Romanak. (laughs) (laughs) To me, that is so crazy. It's like, that's the specimen they chose. (laughs) Well, they could could have chosen Stan Lee. How do we know that they haven't? I guess we don't. Good point. Maybe maybe that's the reason he's still alive and kicking. Could be. The aliens have modified his genes. He'll be a dirty old man forever. Well, hey, I know. They, they, at least I, that one guy is not allowed to go near him anymore. Oh yeah, I get. So, oh, so this is the this article um, makes reference to Donald Trump's space force that he wants to. Does it? 
Yeah, it does. It's, let's I see. Um, well, Germany I, might have not. Have actually done anything about that? Or is I it don't just think a bunch so. Of Most of what he does is a lot of talk. Um, I thought it was smoke and mirrors. Unless it's, you know, unless it's putting tariffs on Canadian goods, he doesn't do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> While Germany might not have a plan for extraterrestrial visits, the U.S. is, is more prepared. Even before um, the establishment of the Space Force that... U.S. President Donald Trump has recently said he plans to create as a new branch of the military um, in the 527th space. I don't know. So apparently we're more prepared than Germany, which makes sense because this is where they're going to come. I think we established that. Mm -hmm. They're not going to go to Russia. It's too cold. No. Um, We have bears. (laughs) Right. Yeah, they're not going to go. You have bears. They're not going to go there. They're going to go to the White House, obviously. Yeah. Nice big white yeah. And they can't go further south, Latin America. You've seen all the dangerous animals they have down there. I'll tell you what, though. If, oh, if no. the aliens did like Stan Romanak, then they probably do like Donald Trump, too. <laughs> so, <fair> luck. <laughs> I don't know. Does Canada have a Space Force? Canada's not. They, they, or any sort, they don't have, do you guys even have, you guys don't have, you have a space program, do you? Uh-huh. We have astronauts. Well, you have, have astronauts? Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I guess, yeah, you do. I guess when I say is, but you guys don't, don't have the yeah you know but well we don't either right anymore but we have Elon Musk and if he can stop tweeting for five minutes maybe he can work that out. Well, we're working on uh, slingshot technology. We we watched that uh, uh, Angry Birds documentary and they they managed to make good use out of it. <laughs> uh, I believe so. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I want a space elevator. I think that would be good well, for Well, the, the question there would be, um, where, if you did the most important part, I think, designing a space elevator, would you want to like go with different music than standard elevators? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, the most, uh, like, uh, I, I think if you're building a space elevator, it should be a uh, uh, different type of music than regular elevators. I, so... well, it, should have, it should have the music from the, um, the uh, Blues Brothers, that's for sure. Well, it's got to have um, um, Space Odyssey. Um, right? <laughs> A little on the nose, do <laughs> And also, and also, um, Ground Control to Major Tom. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe they should skip that one. <laughs> and they should probably skip Space Odyssey too. Oh no, no! You just gotta piss off as many people as possible. Just uh, put in the theme from uh, Star Trek Enterprise. Uh-huh. Oh yes, yes yeah. <laughs> that pissed off a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, that peeved off me at people who were peeved off about it. It's like, come on, guys. Okay, I missed. I missed this. Why were people upset about that? What's that? Why were people upset about that? What? what what's the controversy? They were upset about it because they said that it was a religious song. I don't that think it's said it was religious. Oh, there were a lot of people saying that it sounded religious. Plus, it wasn't the same as the other. Yeah, they 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 decided to try a new direction. Like you, you've heard the song from Star Trek Enterprise, right? Um, the the show Star Trek Enterprise, or yeah, yeah. the theme song, the the the, the beginning. Yeah, yeah. That is it. The next generation one or Enterprise? Enterprise. Hmm. Enterprise. I'm sure I have heard it. Yeah, like all the other Star Trek theme songs are instrumental and right. inspiring, and, and this one is, is sounded kind of like um, uh, I don't know, like an '80s power ballad or something. Oh, it did not. <laughs> I think somebody made that comparison. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, it, it was. It, it had vocals well, to it, which a lot of people thought was like too far of a break with tra- tradition. Here it is. There. Oh, I, I muted my. Oh, I have heard this. I remember hearing this. I guess I didn't care. You know, I, when I think of when I think of the weakest Star Trek property, this is it. Anyway. <laughs> It's the one that went off the rails the quickest. I remember really enjoying it. Did you? I, I, I liked it until they started doing the whole temporal disaster stuff, you know, traveling through time. Uh, most most shows tend well, to... Well, you know, every, every Star Trek series has had one of them. Yeah, but this one, it was like the whole... It got to be the whole theme, right? I mean, the, it was... Maybe I need to rewatch it. I didn't, um, I didn't even get to the temporal thing. I watched it a couple of times, but I don't know why. You couldn't get past the theme song. No, I like the theme song. Oh, you like the theme song? Oh, okay. I like the theme song. Yeah, it's fine. But the people I fought with uh, about it, well, it wasn't really a fight. It was just them saying it's religious and me saying it's nothing to do with 
religion. It's to do with a person's ability to believe in themselves and go beyond. Hmm. And they shut up around me. <laughs> I don't know. It can be religious. I mean, certainly Gene well, Roddenberry was not. Does it mention God? I don't believe uh, uh, government. No, it doesn't mention God, but it does mention um, faith of the heart. Oh, well, okay. Oh. Yeah, that's a, uh, okay. I mean, faith isn't only religious faith. Exactly. It doesn't have to be, sure. To me, it's faith in, in yourself and your ability. Yeah, that's fine. I don't, I don't know. I, people, people can get upset about it. Oh, yeah, they were just getting upset in my face, and I told them what to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was that one of the friends of those, I'm really bad about it. Well, I think we have covered what we set out to cover. And we more. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we should say goodnight, everybody. Good night, everybody. And that is another one in the Space Force camp. <laughs> if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time. You're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons share-alike, no-derivatives, 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Kennold. Find more of Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.